If my ex or Lars von Trier told me to make a rap song with no beat and no rhymes, I tell him to go fuck himself. Why can't he board it? Fuck Lars von Trier, man. His movies suck. He's a fucking asshole. Go time, motherfucker! Back in the saddle. It's been a while. Yeah, once again. I mean, last episode we got back in the saddle, and then we didn't get back in. No. Now we're back in the saddle again. We took the saddle off. Yeah. We walked, like, all the way across the yard into the barn, hung the saddle up on a hook, because, like, we weren't going to use it for a long time. And then we had to go back out there, get the saddle... Bring it back. Like, that's how long we were out of the saddle for. Right. Fucking forever. Although, to the listener, you know. These just come out in totally weird It's completely random from the other side, if you're looking at it, you know. Yes. I mean, there's good people on both sides. (laughs) Yeah. It's been like a month since we recorded last. I think it's five weeks. Didn't you say five weeks? Yeah. Something like that. Well, we've been busy little... Little beavers. We've been busy little beavers. Yeah. I have a couple busy little beavers upstairs right now, actually. Oh, yeah? I, I don't know if I told you this. I, we're, fo- I we're fostering kittens. You're fostering kittens now? Yeah. Yeah, we got fostering. two kittens. Fostering. Yeah. It's Australian for kitten. Okay. We got two, right. They're black, mostly. Little, like, white feet. One has the tiny white spot right on the tip of its tail. That's the female. Um, They were, boy, I think they were two weeks old when we got them. Maybe three weeks old, some something like that. Um, Their mother died, I guess. Somebody brought the mother into a shelter somewhere around here. But okay. like its back legs didn't work anymore. And then she died. Um. Horrible. That happened to Kitty Ball, actually, while we were at OBX. And we'll get into that rotten business soon enough. We were down at OBX for Thanksgiving one year. Sometimes we do that. Just avoid the holiday altogether and just right. get out of the house for five days and go down there and mess up somebody else's kitchen. Um, a whole different experience down there in November, let me tell you. And it's pretty fucking awesome. But I, I'd imagine. Anyway, uh, our cat Kitty Ball... Like we had somebody's, I think our friend Ben's cousin or niece or something watching them. She was like 17, 16, I don't know, something like that. She was coming over every day, taking care of the two or three cats we had. And our fucking cat died while she was (laughs) watching it. That's, oh, she's multiple levels. That's, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and she wasn't that old, you know, maybe 13 or 12, like, you know, old, but I don't know. When I was growing up, our cats lived to 17, 18, 19 regularly, all of them. They're not dying at 10 years old and 12 years old. Right. Anyway, like she comes over to feed the cats and kitty ball and she was feisty. She's only like eight or nine pounds, but she was like, she was like, come on, bitch, I will end you. I'll cut you right now. 
Nope, none of the other animals, dog or cat, fucked with Kitty Ball. But she was behind the couch, and the other cats were, like, kind of getting at her. Which is very unusual. And she, I guess she had had some kind of blood clot. Mm, okay. Which then like disabled the like back half of her body. Yeah, I I'm familiar with that. I'm, uh, I had a cat with the same issue. I guess it's a thing that happens. Yeah. Right. So then she's not walking and like, oh, so we're <laughs> like she calls. I'm on the phone with them and it's like okay, she has to call her dad to come over and it's like. I guess just take her to the vet and they took her to the vet and they're like, well, there's not really anything we can do. It's like, okay, just have them put her to sleep now. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Every- have a great time, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dang it. Ugh, God, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. Um, anyway, we're fostering kittens. Their mom died, and we think it was the same sort of, like, blood clot issue, because then mm. she was just gone. And then, like, a day or two later, may have been the same people. Not sure. My wife, you might know her. her name's Leslie. will probably correct me on all these details. But then they found these, like, kittens that were, like, a week or two old, just in a under a bush. And they'd been there mm. for two or three days, like... They were still alive somehow. And yeah. so we just took them and they're up the upstairs. They're directly above me upstairs. So there was a total of two kittens. Total of two kittens. Okay. Maybe others wandered off and got eat who knows, you know. Yeah. This is is this like through the shelter then you're fostering? Yes. Although so you there's, guys are like all hooked up with the shelter down there. I don't, I don't know if we're all that. hooked up with the shelter. I don't know if it's the same shelter as the puppies. I tend to not be too involved with. I help with the animals once they're here, but like, gotcha. I don't go out and find animals to bring into the home if I can help it. <laughs> right, but that just yes. seems like weekend entertainment around these here parts. <laughs> it's like I'd Let's, rather just go see a movie. Right. Let's go seek out animals to bring into the house i try not to do it you know like when i'm going well, out it's like i'm running to the grocery store i try not to veer off on the road that takes me to the place where you bring animals home right i, I avoid that right no i hear you others I mean, seek it out and that's fine yeah i that's mean fine. it's a noble thing i mean we're yeah. in a similar boat here oh, 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 oh. I, I, I know mean, you I know are this kind of stuff happens over here, I wasn't aware. I mean, I know you had the puppies. I thought that was maybe a... A one-off. A one-off. And it was like, yeah, let's not seek out, but okay. I thought it was oh. too. Apparently not. Yeah. I mean, we currently have a uh, an 11-month-old, four-pound dog. Wow. Wait, 11 months, four pounds? Yes. What kind of dog is this? Must be a small it's, dog in general. It's a small dog. It's a, it's a Yorkie. Uh, but even okay. for a Yorkie, he's tiny. Yeah, seems tiny. Yeah, he's a very tiny dog. That's no Bunny Lebowski you got there. No, this is teensy tiny. This is teensy tiny. Yeah, this is like you put it. You can put it in your purse, kind of dog. <laughs> right. Even if it's like a, even like a wristlet purse, almost. Yes. Yeah, almost. I mean, its head would poke out of a little yeah. wristlet. Yeah. Well, and that's adorable. Okay. Yep. You kind of yep. want that. It's That's a feature, not a bug. Yes, indeed. 
But yeah. Uh, anyway, two cats up there. They go mew mew. It's like fuck you. You so goddamn cute. You little assholes. <laughs> yeah. Blue eyes. You know. It's fuck you. Mm-hmm. Stop mm-hmm. looking at me. Look away. Yeah. I'm a sucker for them once they get in here, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, I, yep. Yep. Uh, Same thing. I totally get it. But again, I'm not driving down the road, like, looking for them. Like, please give me animals. Anybody got any animals I can have? You know, I'm not doing that. But then once they're here, it's like, well, you know, would it be so bad to have a couple more cats? Not really, right? Yeah, so what are the chances... These cats are going to go to their forever home, or that are they there already? No, they're still here. Meaning, you're well, forever, oh, yes, you yes. are would be their forever home. I understand what you mean now. Um, what you said two different things then. What are the chances that they're going to their <laughs> forever home soon? That's how I'll take it. Like, okay. what are the chances they will leave this home and find a forever home? And I would say those chances are. We doing a percentage here, I suppose. Sure. I'm going to say it's 66.5% that they will find a new forever home. Only 6.5%. 66.5%. Oh, 66.5%. Okay. Yeah. So a little under two-thirds. two-thirds. Yeah. Not quite two. You couldn't thirds. go all the way to the no, sixty-six. No, I couldn't commit six, to it. Six. Repeating. No, couldn't commit to that much. Seemed like too strong of a possibility that they will leave this house. Both of them. Because okay. th- there's also like maybe one will stay and one will not. You know, right. lots so of options. So it's like I couldn't go full two thirds on that. Yeah, lots of options. Yeah, lots, of, lots of permutations. Of Threads an old duder's head right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's a difficult calculation. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I totally so you, get you it. You understand why I couldn't go all the way. You never go full two thirds. Never. <laughs> never. If there's one thing we know, you don't do that. You'll regret it. It'll come back to bite you in the proverbial oh, yes. arse. Oh, yes. How many animals are in your house right now, would you say? If you had to guess, like just estimate. Um, right now, there are. Don't include the human animals. Non-human animals. There are five only. I mean, Which that's is pretty good. Usual for us. Yeah. Except they've kind of changed around. So. Because there was also a fish in this home. Right. You have to count it. There's a fish right, in our but, home, but too. We're actually fish, down a fish. Well, we're down a fish, too. We're down from one to zero. So we're down from two Yorkie to one. has taken the place of the fish. Right. It's the it's the mythical fifth beetle of the animal right. world in our house. Uh, which, who was the fifth beetle, though? Was it George Martin? Or was it Billy Preston? George R.R. R. Martin? Yeah, George R.R. R. Tolkien, Game of Thrones, Martin. Right. He'd hang out with uh, John Lennon and when he wasn't moonlighting in Dr. Hook. Right. And George R.R. R. Tolkien when he wasn't writing about Morgoth and Balrogs. Yeah. When he wasn't, you know, making those films, working on the set. Yeah. 
Well, he had to be a consultant, make sure they get it right. For sure. For sure. Pronounce all those words. Can be a little tricky. The right type of leather strapping. (laughs) Yeah. And who can read Elvin? Let's face it. Like four people in the world. So it's not like Klingon, where there's no like societies, they're translating the Bible and the Shakespeare. They have their own country. Klingonic Stan, I guess. So I've heard. I don't I can't verify this. Clinton. <laughs> That's more of a town or a town right. than a country, but I don't. I mean, like, I'm not judging it's how they New name England their on the coast. Clinton. Right. Clinton. It's a little island. Their favorite saying is, which means, if you can't take the winters, you don't deserve the summers. <laughs> what? Okay. You've never heard this? Uh, I have. I have. That's why it's so funny. Because you didn't expect me to like bring out full Klingon. Right. I mean, I didn't expect, I didn't You've never heard me do that before. Well, like the way, you know, I have, I've taken the classes. I know, but you think like I I just show up interpreter for a couple years. You think I don't prepare for this shit? Like I just show up. No, I I put the work in. You put a lot of work in and I really appreciate it. Well, I got to keep up with you, man. You're the one with all the knowledge. So, it's hard. I'm just the comic, the plucky comic relief. See, uh, I, I was the comic relief. So, that's what makes maybe explain something about all the dead air and like <laughs> shenanigans. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. I just figure I'm the guy that dies each episode, you know? It's like Chris Elliott. Get a life. I'm just, I got to resign myself to my fate. Right. Maybe not. I've had it wrong all these many years. Anyway, Clinton, we should take a little trip there, I guess. Yeah, that'd be cool. Where was I going with that? You got me all kerfuffled now. Um, Oh, animals. Well, we have, let's see, two dogs one forever cat and a fish. So that's four animals because we're down right. a fish plus two foster cats. So technically we have six in the house right, right. now. So that's you're, about, you know. You're beating me. Yeah. once. Yeah. I mean, regression to the mean, I think the mean is probably five. So we're a little above there and we'll probably go back down to four if and when these two cats leave. And then like somehow we'll get back to like five. I just know that we're going to settle in right on right on five at some point. Like, even if the last fish dies, we have this, like, 30-gallon tank or something. It's like you feel obligated to put a fish in it. What are you going to do? Throw I all wouldn't. the water out? Chuck it out in the... St- sell it? I'm not going to sell it. That sounds like a lot of work. You're just going to fucking put a fish in it, right? Just give it away. Give it away. Just get out of my life. Just simplify, man. You yeah. got to simplify. No, I feel you. But I just wonder if it'll happen. You just don't know. You just don't know, my friend. No, you don't. So this Yorkie, is yes. this Yorkie currently in its forever home? No, no. no. Okay. okay. No. 
How long it's do actually you... only going to be here for one more day. It's been here for a couple weeks, but tomorrow it's going off to the next phase of its journey. Okay. So. All right. Going to a good home? Yes. Yes. So you hope, obviously. Yeah, I think it's all good. So. Oh, we did get um, the people who adopted those puppies that we were fostering did send us a photo of the dogs and they seem um, like they're having fun ah doing great doing good. great good they're, they're having a great time everybody i mean i'm sure this new home doesn't have a 150 foot long ethernet cable to chew no and that you so know they'll always have that fond memory of your house pros and cons ups and yep. downs yep that gave me an opportunity to learn how to fix Ethernet cables, though. Right, you're crimping. Yep, crimping. Crimping the shit. You gotta, yeah, crimping the shit. There's a certain romanticism around crimping the shit. I guess me. there is. I guess. It's like, that's where you made your bones, where you, how you cut your teeth. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, I came up, I came up in the crimping scene. You came up hard in the crimping scene. Yeah. It's my roots. Now, I wasn't crimping, but I was like splicing. Splicing I do some splicing. and crimping. Yeah. You were more of the crimper. Well, I was well you had splicer. to crimp something. You crimped a new head on there, didn't you? No, I wasn't doing that. I was just splicing. You were just splicing. Oh, so you had like one end and another end. And you just like cut out a. Yeah. Combined them by a. You just Splicing. tied them together or something? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it could be there. that. Yeah. Okay. Could be tape, you know? Mm-hmm. You're just splicing. Like uh, my Van Halen 5150 tape. <laughs> ah, shit. Well, you got to cut out the bad section, you know? Pull it out, get a little piece of scotch tape, make it just so. Splice it. And then you're just missing a, maybe about two seconds of the music. I mean, it's, you know, dreams. So I'm missing like, yeah, two seconds of dreams. Do we really care? No. We it's Sammy don't. Hagar, for God's sakes. Yeah. yeah. I was never going to use that in the soundtrack for the space movie. So what did I give right, a shit? Right. Sammy Hagar. Well, yes. Just I, I was just never fully on board. Really? Diamond Dave all the way. I mean, I agree. That's classic Van Halen, but I don't get this Sammy Hagar hate. It's kind of like the, the Eagles hate. It's like, what? They did a lot of awesome shit. Well, you know, sometimes when someone is successful, they generate haters, right? You know, Van Halen has their whole, like, right now with right the words now. on the screen. I like it. It was a... It's a big hit. You don't like that song? Catchy song. song. I, what you're I, saying. If it came on the radio, I wouldn't be like, quick, turn it off. Oh, God. Yeah, turn. No, I like no. it. I Do mean, I own it? No. Do I seek it out like animals to bring into my home? No. But I like it. Right. It's fine. I mean, it feels like, I guess they used it in a Coke commercial or something. Oh, that could be. That seems like, more like a Pepsi. Like right now, thing. people are drinking Pepsi. Right now, or something. I don't know. And so in my mind, it just seems like a Pepsi commercial to me now. No, it's and even I, better than that. Crystal Pepsi launch ad. 
Oh, really? You got to be kidding me. That can't be real, can it? They licensed the hottest song of the, of the time to sell Crystal Pep. They knew it was a bold, soft drink maneuver. They needed. This seems made up, though, because, you know, text on screen. Right now, nature is inventing better stuff than science. And there's a naked baby. Right now, the future is one step ahead of you. There's a watch going. And now it's like, uh, no. like a terminal screen. Right now, computers still can't laugh. This seems like a fan-made video. No, it's an actual... Well, I don't know the video you're watching, if they made a fan-made video, but... 1992, the, Crystal Pepsi right now commercial. Oh, my God. Um, well, the original ad premiered on January 31st, 1993, during the Super Bowl. So if it's 92... Yeah, I'm a little confused. I'm seeing various different reports on the internet. Yeah, me too. Can you imagine? We can't get a solid answer here? Are there no facts anymore, Brad? Is there no truth? Is there in truth no beauty? Good question. Is there in beauty no truth? Now, here's another one. Coca-Cola followed uh, suit by no. launching Tab Clear. Well, yeah, these were those, like, I remember those dark times of these cola wars. You know, Billy Joel warned us, but he didn't know how dark it would get. Right. And by dark, I mean light, because sometimes you mean the opposite of what you say. As in Crystal Pepsi is the light. Right. Cola didn't get dark. It's hard to get any darker than like a basically black, opaque liquid. So they went to the light. So apparently Coca-Cola. I mean, I'll wait while you Wikipedia some shit. I gotta <laughs> Wikipedia this up. Coca-Cola oh, previously had clear cola. It was a secret one-off made in the 1940s. Oh, what? As a particular political favor between Dwight D. Eisenhower and the Soviet Union to disguise the American beverage as vodka. This sounds like a giant load of halupti to me. Sounds like Ratty Thor. Apparently, the Marshal of the Soviet Union, George Zhukov, he liked Coke, but it was regarded in the Soviet Union as a symbol of American imperialism, and he was reluctant to be photographed or reported as consuming such a product. It just doesn't. And he asked his buddies in America, because I guess this is the 40s, you know, World War II era where yeah, we the were Nazis friends together. Mm -hmm. So he asked his general buddy, you know, he was the counterpart in America. He's like, hey, could you ask Coke to make something and just put it in vodka bottles? And they're like, all right, we'll see if we can. Jesus. You know, Stalin was the dictator we deserved but not the one we needed right now or the other way around. I'm not sure. 
But it just, that sounds like a bunch of hogwash, but maybe not. The first shipment of white Coke consisted of 50 cases. White Coke. We just have to take everything, don't we? <laughs> Can't just leave it alone. Just right. Leave it. Leave it. Now, you don't listen to 99% Invisible. Not really. I, I mean, I've, lis- I've listened to it. I'm not a regular listener. All right. They, the most recent episode was uh, just a rebroadcast of some other podcast that's starting called Everything is Alive. Uh, where And it's going to sound stupid. Maybe it is stupid, but I listened to it and enjoyed it, so fuck it. A guy talks to inanimate objects, and the inanimate objects are played by an actor, and he was talking to a can of go-to cola in this episode. They okay. get they really get into like the nitty gritty and like you know the, just all, all of it. It's actually quite touching. Is go to cola an actual product or do they just know. invent a generic like cola thing for this? I don't yet. They do a little bit of both of that sort of thing and I I don't know which they're doing in that case for the name of the cola or the brand of the cola. Don't know if it's real. However, they were talking about Rady Thor, Raddy Thor. You familiar with this? And I was like, this had to be a thing that they made up for the episode. Because they full disclosure it and say, you know, we make some shit up and some of it's real. And we go into the history of some things, but sometimes it's just bullshit. And I'm like, this has to be bullshit. Raddy Thor. Radithor was a patent medicine that is a well-known example of radioactive quackery and specifically of excessively broad and pseudoscientific application of the principles of radiation hormesis or hormesis. I'm thinking it's hmm. hormesis. It consisted of triple distilled water containing at a minimum one microcurie each of the radium 226 and 228 isotopes mm. and you sounds, fucking sounds, sounds good <laughs> and you drink it <laughs> one guy obviously died from radithor radium poisoning in 1932 he was buried in a lead-lined coffin when exhumed in 1965 for study his remains were still highly radioactive Hmm. This is what they said on the podcast. I just Googled it. It came up on Wikipedia. I don't want to spread it around if it's not real. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing here. It's I'm yeah. like, it's like that had to be bullshit, but a, maybe not. Apparently not. Well, I don't. Here's some radioactive I, I, it seems water. Totally Drink it. Believable to me. Jesus. Like it seems like this could even happen today. Well, some guy gets on TV or now be on YouTube and be like, trust me, the liberals don't want you to know this, but you drink the radium. Like I am picturing who you're being right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And everyone's (laughs) like, all right, let's do it. Hey, sign me up. I'll take some of that. I'll inject duck semen into my penis to become more virile. Sounds good. The, th- the thing that's surprising is it actually was, like, r- radioactive. Like, you think they yeah. could just give them water and say it's radioactive. Say it's radioactive. Don't actually, like actually put it in there. They bothered to put the one microcurie of radium-226 and 228 isotopes in it. One of each. 
Not just they yeah. didn't just settle at one. It's like, well, we got to balance this out. You know, right. you got to. It's like when you're this cooking is, a meal: salty, sweet, sour, bitter. It's exactly. got to be balanced. <laughs> you need you need one two twenty six and one two twenty eight exactly in those proportions. Otherwise, it, you know, once a plan yeah. gets too complex, first of all, exactly, exactly. Jesus. Anyway, that guy was not having a great time, everybody, because he died. Yeah. And from what I know of Steve Gutenberg movies, dying from radiation poisoning is not a pleasant experience. Steve Gutenberg movies. Yeah, essentially, that if you is slice... Is that what happened your... in a Short Circuit? Like, the nuclear core of Johnny Five eventually just poisoned everyone around <laughs> No, it was Cocoon. The aliens came down and they were radioactive. And like eventually, uh-huh. like all of the human people in that movie just turned into goo. It's like Wilford Brimley took a knife and like did a little slit in Steve Gutenberg's stomach because something was wrong. And then like essentially his insides had turned into like the equivalent of like an insect's insides, which are just like, from what I can tell, just goo. Now, if there's any, um, you know, endocrinologists or ornithologists out there, you can tell us how bugs work. But when he made the slice, all the goo just spilled out. It's like all his inner innards had turned to goo. It's a fucked up movie. It made a big impression on me. I don't think I, I mean, I remember Cocoon. Well, obviously not that well. Not that much. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've seen it since it was like. Kind of a relatively new movie. You might want to revisit it. You probably blocked it out. Because how old were like, you when you saw it? So 10? it wasn't like some kind of like feel was, good movie. It was a cultural touchstone. I'll tell I know you that it was. much. And I remember it was like the old people were like, oh, we're getting young again because these aliens are. Right. It was basically a feature film adaptation, not adaptation, but like a feature film version of that vignette from Twilight Zone, the movie Kick the Can. It's like release your cynicism, embrace the embrace play, you know, and you'll be young again. But at the end, everyone died. Yeah, because their insides turned to goo because from the radiation. These glowing poisoning. aliens. Well, like, what did you think would happen? <laughs> you the know? glowing aliens weren't just some kind of magical restorative creatures. They actually just poisoned everyone. It's art imitating life. Presumably inadvertently. Presumably, I don't remember. Were they sinister? Yeah, I don't even really remember. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how could they know that humans would be so sensitive to that? Like to them, it's just part of their life force. Right. It would be like, oh, don't get near. Like, I don't know the pheromones I'm giving off or something. I don't know what. Right. Like my sweat, my bad breath. Like I didn't know halitosis would kill you, alien. I don't think it was intentional but like I, i'm not that deep in the weeds of cocoon lore yeah, i kind of want to wa- now i want to watch the movie yeah you just made me mo- much more interested just in keep it. the kids out of the room but like they come back in cocoon too, the return there's always a way brad life finds a way like it's not like et the the aliens heal him at the end well maybe i don't want the spoilers i'm not gonna spoil anything um, obviously, there's a cocoon too. There's a never-ending story too. So yeah, I mean, but I mean, cocoon doesn't possible. necessarily have to have Gutenberg in it. No, it doesn't. I don't even know if it does. I don't think I saw it. I'm like, what? don't mess with it. You know, it's like 
you know, they didn't make a Jaws 2. It's like, you made Jaws. It's perfect. Don't fuck with it. You're not going to make a better movie. So they just left it alone. They love fucking with it. Well, they didn't. That's the whole point. You would never have a Jaws 2 because Jaws is a perfect movie. Like, why would you, what would be the point of of trying to make another one? Yeah. Just absolutely none. None. None, none, none Jaws sequels. None bigger. No bones. So in addition to Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. They also released Pepsi Blue. Really? I don't remember that one. 2002 and discontinued in 2004. Pepsi Blue or Pepsi Pepsi Crystal Blue? No, just Pepsi Blue. Okay. Not a subset of the Crystal Universe. It was huh. tinted using Blue One, a highly controversial oh, coloring agent banned Jesus. in numerous countries at the time. Oh, my God. It was banned at the time. So, again, they might as well just be putting the radium in there. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's like red dye number five, yellow right. dye number two. Like, what are those? The dye is poorly absorbed from the gastrointestinal tract, and Ugh. 95% of the ingested dye can be found in the feces. Well, that's good. It goes through then. When applied to the tongue or shaved skin, brilliant blue can be absorbed directly into the bloodstream. Did you say shaved skin? That's what it says. Shaved. I guess the, like, not. I guess there's no hair on the skin. I mean, I presume like who are these hairy motherfuckers? <laughs> right. They just mean if it if it falls on your the top of your head, you might be okay. You're okay. Right. Or in your scrotal area. Right. You, maybe. Dri- you drizzle it around your private parts, assuming you're not too well groomed down there. It offers a modicum of protection. Right. Dri- drizzle it in your butt crack. You might be okay. Although it's, yeah, maybe not. It's different kind of stuff going on down there. Armpits, perhaps. Like if you're raising your hand to, I I have the answer, and somebody like walks by and does a little like Bluetooth drive-by into your armpit, maybe you'll be okay. Won't get to the skin. Fuck, man. Bluetooth? Blue one. Blue one. Oh, Jesus. Did it's they ever get to a blue two? produced by the condensation of two formal benzene sulfonic acid. What are they and doing? The appropriate aniline followed by oxidation. What the fuck are they doing? I don't know. Can't you just get like some blueberry skins? <laughs> right. The fuck, man? Don't don't play God with our like cola colorants. Oh boy. They just never learn. Nobody ever. You're right. You were right. Nobody ever learns. Although that was 25 years ago. No, it was just, uh, 14 years ago. Oh, good Lord. August, 2002 to May, 2004. In North American markets. Does it go on to describe like what the effects of or side effects of blue two were? Blue one. Yeah. No, I don't see any side effects. Um. So it's it's just that 
as far as I can tell, there were a series of victimless crimes as far as Blue One was concerned because the Blue One would wash completely through your digestive system and just come out in your poop. So you'd shit blue, basically. And if you shaved a portion of your skin, you hairy motherfuckers, and then put some of the blue one on there, it would get absorbed directly into the bloodstream, where presumably, at some point, it would end up either, what, in your urine or in your shit? I guess in your urine, and then you'd piss it out, and then there'd be a moment of panic where you're pissing blue. Yeah, maybe. So really, that's the side effect, is like, if you don't mind the stuff that's coming out of you, being bright blue and you won't get freaked the fuck out by it then it's cool well to have that weird chemical just in your body is everything's pro- yeah. chemicals brad well but they're not weird chemicals okay okay we don't like the weird ones yes what do you mean weird it ones? does has the capacity for inducing allergic reactions in individuals with pre-existing moderate asthma all right so do tomatoes you know so you're just all pro blue one now. I don't see the problem with it. I'm not pro let's, blue one, but I'm not necessarily anti blue one. I think the pro blue one. Pepsi pe- blue. I think the pro blue one people <laughs> and the anti blue one people. I think there's good people on both sides. Is what I'm trying to get at here, and I don't think we should judge. It was uh, Pepsi blue was. Uh, Advertised in the movies The Italian Job and Garfield the Movie. See, in the movies, like product placement? Um, That's what I assume. Oh, my God. See, those movies don't seem like they're that old. They did advertisements by pop singer Britney Spears in the bands Sev and Papa Roach. Now, Papa Roach, that's old. Cut my right into pieces. This is my last resort. Suffocation, oh, isn't it? I know it might be. Yeah, that might be Papa Roach. Papa Roach. They really did a bang up job when they came to naming. Yeah, and all the good names are taken. Now they're oh, like, yeah. "Well, what are we gonna name? Well, how about Papa Roach?" Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I like it. I don't see what the problem is. I mean, it's kind of like the uh, the more aggressive take on the Beatles or something. I guess. Yeah, you know, it's ornithologists would approve if you of the name. like if you like the Beatles. Well, then you'll love Papa Roach. <laughs> right. You thought you've heard all the insects. Wait till you get a load of Papa Roach. I'm trying to find their hit. Please give me a hit. Doesn't Wikipedia do like here's the hit? Early years. Oh, come on. What's the fucking song? Papa Roach's. Yeah, yeah that's Papa right. Roach's Last Resort is like it auto-fills that way. So, yeah, there that is go. their song. That's it. I liked it. I don't know any other song by them, but I liked it. I mean, again, the, the, the genre is a little not one I like, but it's still a catchy song. It's a catchy song. Like change it into a little acoustic ballad or like make it a little, uh, you know, dubstep. 90s grunge rock. Do a dubstep version. Do like a, a house version. Singer songwriter, coffee house style. <laughs> Be great songs. It's just still a great song. song. Yeah. 
Yeah. It transcends the genre. Yes. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, good. At least we can agree on that. What's the song called? Last Resort. Last Resort. This is my last resort. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when you listen to Daniel Johnston. Like, that's how the story goes, right? Like, he was sending his mixtapes, not sending them, handing them to people. Like, in, I guess he was in Austin. Just going around, just handing them. And, he, like, he would make each of the fucking tapes, like, one at a time. It was a manual process where he would, like, dub his originals onto a tape one at a time to make the album. So every time he handed one out, it took, like, real time of dubbing. And then right. some to like make the tape. He's handing them around, and like somehow some either radio DJ or like music director of some radio station locally, like I think Johnston was just sending him the tape over and over, probably. And like he finally put it on, and when he was first listening to it, it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, I hear a lot of shitty shit that people send me, but like this really takes the cake until he started listening to it. It was still on. And like all of a sudden he's like, holy shit. Like over time, like all of a sudden I'm hearing the Beatles in there. That's kind of how Papa Roach's last resort is transcends the genre. And if you can get past that, like, like screamy throaty like that shit like there's a universal song in there for sure that's that's all for sure powered by pepsi blue yeah see only good things so far have come from pepsi blue i wouldn't mind a blue shit it would be an interesting experience yeah i remember um fruity pebbles used to do that Oh, would it? When we were kids. I didn't really eat that ever. Yeah. Your your shit would come out the same color as Fruity Pebbles. Really? Yeah, it's kind of gross. Yeah, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> hmm. Doesn't I don't think it does it anymore. They probably again, they changed the dyes and some more. They don't put that blue too in there anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was more of a tricks person, but that's when we were allowed to have the sugary cereals. Right. It was usually like Raisin Bran, Cracklin' Oat Bran. Ah, Cracklin' Oat Bran, yes. Which, hey, I liked it. I don't care. I liked Cracklin' Oat Bran. It was those uh, hollowed out squares, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah that's what I believe, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, That was good. And let's face it, those were still sugary cereals. Even Raisin Bran. Like, those raisins are covered in sugar yeah there was some sugar mm-hmm. how about grape nuts yeah we would do the grape nuts once in a while and i could never understand why that product was in our home and how anyone could like it maybe if i ate it now i'd be like oh that's pretty good but when you're like eight years old grape nuts why why it's- are we eating grape nuts motherfucker <laughs> muslicks grape nuts this is what you give me total? Come on. There was I'll, something. You liked it. About great nuts. They're neither nuts nor grapes. <laughs> no, but 
For sure. It's like, it is kind of like eating grape seeds or something if they were slightly more chewable, but only slightly more. Uh, yeah, maybe. They, like they'd be dried out, like dried out grape seeds. Yeah. Well, they should have called it, it grape kinda, seeds then. Yeah, it was kind of like a... Nobody wants to eat anybody's nuts. I mean, they were hard. They're really hard and small. Like, they were nerd-sized. They were seed-hard, not nut-hard. Okay, sure. Sure. But they were nerd-sized, right? More or less? A little bigger? A little smaller? Yeah. Like, Weren't uh, they yeah. nerd-sized? Yeah, and nerds, again, are hard and crunchy little things, hard to eat, too. Very similar. Like eating gravel. Yeah. So this is like the healthy version of nerds. Yeah, healthy nerds. Instead ju- of just being little chunks of sugar, they're like little chunks of like whole wheat bread or something. Yeah, what even are they? They're just some sort of bran, <laughs> whatever yeah. bran is. They're like flax that they grind up. For some reason, the flax, like it's already a seed, like flax seed. Mm-hmm. It's already in basically the same shape. And the same consistency that you want, but now we're going to take the flax seed, we're going to grind it up, then we'll add like a little bit of oil and some xanthan gum to it, mm-hmm. and then we'll like let it harden, we'll spread it out on a cookie sheet, right. we'll let it harden, and then we're going to run it through something that doesn't just like powderify it, but it like breaks it up into tiny little balls, like through like a pasta machine. Right. And then here it is, where you could have just eaten the fucking flax seed. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that's grape grape nuts. That's pretty much what it is. They, it's like baked in a giant sheet. They make this crunchy, hard thing that comes out, and then they have a machine that, yeah, breaks it up into little, in essence, gravel. <laughs> right. It's edible gravel. Edible fucking gravel. And you put some milk in it thinking, like, maybe some magical transformation will happen once you put the milk in. Yeah, like, like oh, it'll soften it up, but it'll not soften really. It up. Yeah, you'll get a nice but slurry. It's somehow good. I liked it. It had a really unique taste. When was the last time you had it? That's true. I have not had it in a very, I don't know. I can't even answer that. So, early 90s at best. Early 90s at best, I would say, yes. Okay. Yeah, me too, probably. Memory is a weird thing. So here's one. I just bought some cereal for the first time in I don't even know how long. Like, there's cereal. It's kind of like the cats and animals. Like, I don't go out looking for cereals, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like I don't go out there looking for what animals can I bring home. It's like I don't go out there like... Oh, is there some cereal I can bring into the home today? I don't do it. Yesterday, though, it was Friday. We're recording on the weekend, early in the day. I think it's like 10 o'clock at night right now. It's really messing me up. Anyway, my daughter, you might know her, name's Jules, texts me. and It's like, can you pick Oreos O's? Oreo O's. Oreo O's. Oreo O's, I think. Oreos? Got me. So it's an Oreo cereal. I was like, okay. 
It's like I was going to stop at the store anyway, so that's fine. Yeah, o- Oreo O's. I can text you this photo. I mean, you can find it. Oreo O's. Yeah, I feel like I may have seen this. It sounds kind of familiar. There was a big sleepover they were having. Sure, so, yeah. So it's like, oh, we got to have some These Oreo breakfast O's. cereals at night are great. great. That's, it's a nice snack. It is a nice snack. Well, snack. I did that yesterday. It was a rare thing for me. But what with Oreo O's? Not with Oreo or O's. Grape nuts. With um, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries is what we had in the house. You got some Captain Crunch in your house? Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. That's really impressive. It was good. It really hit the spot. I bet it did. I bet it did. So I get the Oreo O's. I bring them home. It's like, can't believe I bought cereal. Like, I swear, the last time, like, it was just me, and I went to the store, and, like, one of my groceries was a cereal. I, like, I don't even know, man. Right. Like, 15 years ago, 20 years, I don't know. It's like, I've never done it. I don't talk about cereal that much. I know we are now. I get that. I'm aware of it. I don't buy cereal. Don't talk about cereal. I don't eat cereal. Get home. Here's your Oreo O's, Jules. Got Pandora on. On the uh, smart TV. Mm -hmm. And first of all, for like what seems like about five months, I didn't get any ads on Pandora. And I don't have the paid Pandora. Pandora one or whatever the fuck. Hmm, okay. just, and it was like, oh, I guess we're not getting ads. Like maybe I just wasn't noticing them, but usually you get like the local ads that come on, they target yeah. you geo specific. Go to Ted Britt Ford with our month end clearance. All the cars yeah, you want. That must you know. happen because you're in a more major metropolitan. I've never heard a local ad on Pandora. Oh wow. Yeah, well, that's we hear most ads of them. a lot, but it's yeah. like, you know, anyway, just they went for regular shit. Okay. Yeah, they're targeted. They're like hyper targeted. Um, which whatever, that's fine. I don't care. I actually like that better than a generic thing. So it's like, oh yeah. yeah, I know that place. It's right over there. I don't know why that makes me feel better about it, but it does. Anyway, ads have started up again in the last month or two for some reason. Maybe I'm just noticing them again. Meanwhile, what the fuck comes on Pandora? But a goddamn commercial. For breakfast cereal. Now it wasn't Oreo O's. It was um, well, lucky fucking charms. They know you already got the Oreo O's. But how did they know it? So they're gonna ask. So Lucky Charms is like shit. We got a new person. We got to persuade to buy Lucky Charms. So I did use my check card for it, but I did not enter like my club card number or anything because you don't get better prices. At shoppers, they just feed you coupons, so I don't do it. It's like, no, stop following me and knowing what I'm buying. I don't like it. So I don't enter my number, but I did use my check card, and there were like text communications between me and my daughter. You might know her name's Jules. Mm -hmm. And then like a fucking cereal commercial comes on within 10 minutes of getting home. Just regular like text or iMessage? You weren't using like Facebook Messenger Mm -hmm. or anything? Nope. Never heard a fucking cereal or anything even like remotely like regular product. It's like vacations or cars or like, you know, some right. sort of web delivery furniture or blue eight, something like that, you know, mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. just a generic like, you know, oh, get oil of Olay or get uh, Dawn hands, nothing ever so mundane 
and there's fucking Lucky Charms commercial. And I really don't believe that, like, the microphones are on and they're listening and all of that. Yeah. Like, life is filled with coincidence, as we learned from Magnolia. True. But that was a little much. Well, as we've learned in our own well, life. Yeah. Dr. Hook, for example. Dr. Hook. Now, my wife, you might know her name's Leslie, told me that she sent me a text of, like, she took basically that same photo I took of the car readout right. of Dr. Hook. But it, it was for, it wasn't for a Dr. Hook reason. It was some other reason. I don't remember it. Well, again, even more strange coincidences. So that was, that was like six months ago or something. I don't know. A lot of coincidences. Anyway, I bought cereal. I never liked grape nuts, but I think, you know, I as my palate has developed, I bet you I might be into some grape nuts yeah, these days. Yeah, I'm actually very hungry for grape nuts I right could now. use some grape. I would like some edible gravel, please. Yeah. I'll try it. I mean, it it is like eating it. Like, you can't hear anything while you're chewing it. It's no. so loud. Because you're, in essence, eating gravel. If you're having a boring Smashing conversation with, with somebody. Teeth. Just eat some grape nuts, man, and then yeah. nod and smile. Eat some grape nuts, close your eyes, like having a little yeah. like uh, like blackout sensory deprivation. You're in like a grape nut fugue state. Yeah. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to make a little note to myself. Got to try out grape nuts. You know, there is a variation of Oreo O's called Extreme Cream Taste Oreo O's, <laughs> which seems like such a... <laughs> That's so inappropriate. It just seems like oh. such a bizarre, like, oh, if out they, of I don't know, like so literal. It's very literal, and if like, only do they, they have to add taste to it. Like we know it's a we know it's going to taste. It's like a bad translation from Korean to English or something. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that. Oh boy, because <laughs> the cereal was launched in 1997, but it was that discontinued peak Korea or. In 2007, everywhere except for South Korea. Mm-hmm. But then in May 2017, they brought it back. There you so go. For 10 years, it was Korean only. So I wonder if it is like a. Like the Korean, name sort of morphed over 10 years. Yeah. Or if it's just that was the Korean. Well, this isn't the name. It's a it's a variation. So you can just get regular Oreos or extreme cream taste Oreos where they add extra like Oreo filling nuggets to it. The way you're saying Oreo O's, you're just saying Oreos. <laughs> Oreos. Like, well, you're ex- oh, but no, that like I hear it there, but you were right. just extending right. the O for like a quarter of a second and sure. claiming that was saying Oreo. That way it was adequate. I mean, I, if, if somebody's not already familiar with Oreo O's, I don't, it's adequate for our conversation. Fine. Mm-hmm. And, for people who have the context. But if you were just going around saying, oh, I got some Oreos, you know, people would just think you got cookies. Right. So you got to just watch it is all I'm saying. Watch it. I'll, careful. I'll, I'll be more careful. Thank you. That's all Don't I'm asking. confuse. No. Confuse people too much. Scott Ripley's already confused enough, you know? Yeah, we confuse that guy. <laughs> Well, we confuse a lot of people, I, I think. I guess. So, should we get into the... Let's get into it. The spick turn of the of the episode? 
We're only like 55 minutes in. I'm a gearhead. I think that's enough of an intro. I love Gak. Yeah. Or, or, or if we just like overshot, we can just like keep teasing the Scott Ripley sh- shout out. We did it at the end of last episode. We could just do it again. Yeah. I mean, it starts out saying, OMG, it's my one year gutterversary. So it goes on from there. Maybe that's it, it, enough. It keeps going. Keeps going and going. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. It's a tremendous email. Great, great fan fan email. Yep. I return to it sometimes when I'm feeling a little down. Yep. It's just good to know that, you know, we're doing a service for a few people out there. Just a few people. We're helping them take her easy, you know? Feels good. Don't care feels good. Like fucking balls. Feels good. Um, I just realized we haven't heard from Biff or Todd for a while. I've been recycling oh, yeah. previous Shit, I like forgot about them. That's make it we're bad people. <laughs> yes. I guess. Well like, do, okay. Do we right. lack empathy? Is that the problem here? It, it could be. Or do we just think they're fucking with us, so who cares? It's like the last episode of Seinfeld. We're bad people. Right, right. The good Samaritan law. We would fail that test. We would be imprisoned for that. Anyway, I haven't heard from them. No. So. So, (laughs) am I, so. (laughs) All right. I mean, I'm laughing, but. We have it's a horrible. All right. So, so we're gonna go through the mailbag. I guess big turn of the episode. Sure. All right. Is this the outro? <laughs> what is? Is this the? Are we starting the episode now? I guess we're gonna start it now. Okay. Let's this start. Will be maybe the mythical ten minute episode starts okay. now. Here we go. After the, the it's just the mythical ten minute episode right. had a hour long intro. Right. We'll cut all of that out, so it's fine. So yeah, we'll just cut that out. So all right. First note. I had a stack of notes ready. Okay. I was thinking we we're going to skip them, but we'll go through them. All right, let's go through them. So first we got Scott Ripley. Uh-huh. Very organized on this podcast. Yep. So he writes to us, oh my God, OMG. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, my one year gutterversary. Very different thing to say, oh my God, than OMG. OMG. Yeah. yeah. All caps, OMG, though. All caps. Uh, he found us thanks to the post article. So that's the uh, Washington Post. Listeners will remember we were featured in the Washington Post. That was about uh, a year ago. It was all downhill from there. Yep. But he's listened. But since then, he's listened to nothing but our podcast during the commute for the past twelve months. What does that do to a person? No NPR, no music, no audiobooks, just Bradham. What long, strange trip it's been. You know, I'm always fascinated when people clue in on the Bradham. Yeah. Because I feel that's a kind of a deep cut and like it's kind of hard to realize. Maybe I'm just wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But people clue in on that a lot. And it's like, okay, good, good. I mean, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I like it. I think it was going to stick or at least, you know, even understand, like, what are people saying? It's one of the best portmanteaus of 
two people's names because it has both of our full names in it. Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's amazing. It's, it's it's amazing. Again, it's just a sign we were made to do this podcast together. I guess. I we can't stop now. So uh, he continues. When I started, having watched Lebowski easily 150 times, I thought I might learn a bit about the film and directing and staging, etc., Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, I mean, 150 times. Like, when Back to the Future was my favorite movie, and I owned it on VHS tape, I would say things like, oh, geez, I've watched that movie probably 150 times. And I could recite it line by line, and I would. Like, just for entertainment, when we were on long bus trips to, like, a basketball game, mm-hmm. be like, well, we got an hour and a half to kill. Do you mind if I just recite Back to the Future line by line? Okay. And I would do it. But, you know, I didn't actually watch that movie 150 times. I probably watched it, like, maybe 30 times, if we're going to be honest with ourselves. Right? Maybe 20 right. times. Like, it's a fraction of the times that I thought I had watched it in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, the number of times I actually sat down and watched it front to back was nowhere near the amount I imagined it was. So probably 20, and I thought it was at least 120, or something like that. He's also listened to our entire podcast, though, so... It's true, but he he can do that in the car. dedicated to... Plowing through a, a lot of media, spending a long time. But he's, he does that during the commute. He can't watch The Big Lebowski during his oh, that's commute. True. Anyway, if he so has, in fact, watched this 150 times. Three, yeah, it'll be 300 hours. So that'd be <sighs> 12.5 days. And he spends most straight. of his time commuting, so it seems unlikely, but all right. I mean, yeah. fine. We could probably do some math, figure out how long his commute is. Because if it took him a year to listen to all of it. Yeah. Taking some account for, let's say, sick and vacation days and whatnot. Right, 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 right. Holidays, you could probably figure that out. Yeah, true. At least to a reasonable degree. Reasonable margin of error. Right. So he did not learn a bit about the film and directing and staging. Well, not the film, just film. (laughs) <laughs> right, about film, that's true. But things he did learn. Yeah. He continues to write. There may or may not be an aquatic monkey boy roaming central PA. The jury's still out. I guess the jury, I mean, I think, I thought it was, I gave pretty convincing testimony. I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's true. It's I mean, hearsay. I, I've heard audio of it. I've heard firsthand accounts of it, or secondhand accounts of it, I guess, but I haven't seen it, so... I now only ever use 30% power on my microwave. This has literally changed my life. Sometimes, if I'm feeling impatient, I use 40. Pump the brakes there, Scott. Pump the brakes. I have looked at 123 High Street in Google Maps. Who and hasn't? will visit it someday if we ever go to State College. I mean, I lived there and I look at it in Google Maps sometimes. <laughs> you just look at it with a nice... You know, the, uh, 
You can look at it with your eyeballs I'd directly. Like to put a, they should put a historical placard kind of thing there. We should put a historical placard. Somebody send us a historical placard, right. and next time we're in the neighborhood and we got to use the John, we'll plant it outside in the yard. See how long it stays there. Maybe it'll be there long enough for Google Maps car to like drive by and go click. You know, it'll pull the trigger on its That'd camera until it goes nice. click, and then we'll have the placard there. Somebody send us one. Jake. So Mr. Ripley continues. For a while, I was listening to pre-election podcasts. There was a sort of tragic element to your commentary, since you are not subject to the strictures of time and were clearly speculating at how ridiculous some of the candidates for president were. I tried to warn you by shouting at my iPhone, but because I am subject to very strict rules regarding timelines, you did not receive my message. I listened helplessly as the truth began to dawn on you. Sad times indeed. Yeah. Yeah. It it really is powerful. Like, That's powerful. It's and one it's, of those things, you know, your people you're just blinded. You were blind. We're blind we don't know where we are headed. I mean we were kind of afraid, but But not really. Like yes. like ah, ah, Come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. I joke sometimes about like, oh, you know, my past self from one week ago, how stupid I was, or my past self from two years ago, how stupid, but that's one time where it's like, I'm not joking, it's like my past self from two years ago, Jesus Christ, how stupid and naive, I had no clue. The joke isn't funny. Anyway, is that all he had to say? Is that how we're ending this mailbag segment? We can't end Scott? on that kind of a That's note. It's horrible. Is there no. anything else? He continues. Okay. I debated over several episodes whether it was possible you knew the actual Joss Whedon. I mean, he had to know people before he was famous, and I had no idea where he was from. And you did have a film background, so it was theoretically possible until it wasn't. Now, what does that mean? It's Sorry to disappoint. It's not theoretically possible. I think it... I, I don't think understand maybe, what that means. I think he... I think maybe uh, we gave a Dakota ring out at some point. Did we, though? I think we did. Hmm. I think we did. I mean, we did initially, like right at the very beginning, basically. Maybe he was listening in reverse chronological order. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. What okay. a trip that would have been. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. I mean, sometimes I listen to a podcast like from a certain point, episode 100 going forward, and then also at episode one going forward. Right. But never backwards, I don't think. Right. No. I'm too much of a stickler to go backwards. Yeah, you know, it's old age creeping in. We get stuck yeah. in our ways. Yeah. So, continuing with Scott's note. I still think it's theoretically possible. I'm just saying. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I know it's theoretically possible well, we for can, a fact. Yes. Oh, and like, we can only know Joss Whedon before he's famous. Clearly, he wouldn't commiserate and commingle with the likes of us post-fame. I mean, we were featured in the Washington Post, so. Yeah, when's the last time he was in the Washington Post, huh? We're rubbing elbows, that's all I'm saying. We got top billing over Paul Shear. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Paul Shear. (laughs) No, I'm sure he's a nice man. Come on. So Scott continues. I'm obsessed with Lars von Trier, although the only movie of his I've ever seen is Melancholia. And that was before I knew who Lars von Trier was. Changes the whole game. Once you're in the Trier. Well, you know, Scott, I look forward to you checking out some more uh, von Trier and getting back to us with your reactions. Don't watch Antichrist. I don't know. It's my favorite, I think. Oh, God, Brad. (sighs) I have learned and forgotten more Sticks trivia than I ever knew existed. That was Scott. We're just that. getting started. Me. Yep. Yes. Stay tuned. Oh. Much more sticks <laughs> trivia is on the horizon oh, very soon. Yes. There's a little teaser. Little teaser. Hang on to your silpats. Uh, Scott continues. I wish now there was a Star Trek Wars multiverse. Don't we all? That's one of those things where I think he's cluing in on something we talked about, which I know we talk about Star Wars and Star Trek a lot, but it's something that like I've forgotten and because like I'll go back and listen to an episode that we had recorded several weeks. And, like I only remember half of what we say or I'll see the little description and I'm like, I don't know what this is referring to. Yeah, me. I we don't talked about that. And yeah. I have to like listen to it again. The description doesn't help me at all. Like. I don't remember talking about anything in those descriptions. And even when I listen to it, like only, boy, 50%, that's generous. I'm like 20%, maybe. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck we talk about. That's not just our general, like, (laughs) I mean, that was kind of ironic that I just did that, but right. (laughs) that's not just our general, like, banter about star trek and star wars that we, yeah perhaps it is maybe okay yeah who knows maybe elaborate let us know what you meant by that yeah perhaps scott i mean i mean maybe i did one time go into like the logistics of that like I mean, if a star destroyer was to take on the enterprise what the what what the the the, the, the uh relevant issues would be in terms of like who would win i mean i don't think there's any contest from like a strictly like a firepower standpoint okay like a star destroyer would destroy the enterprise pretty easily but you have about that but you have the mind of the captain in the enterprise that will defeat the star destroyer but from just firepower no but if you have, but if Vader's on the Star Destroyer, then he could just yeah. force choke the captain at a distance. Yeah. But so this is where you have to get into what we know about what these starships are constructed of, the technology behind their weapons. And you can really start to say, like, could a turbo laser on a Star Destroyer actually hurt the, 
you know, penetrate the shields of a Federation starship as well as like their, uh, you know, duranium hull. It's a complicated issue with a lots of ins and outs. I'll just leave it there. Don't forget the Star Destroyer it's, has it's unclear a host of TIE fighters it can release also. That, that True. True that. Which they don't even have to use their, you know, turbo cannons or lasers. They could, like, if Vader was the captain of that Star Destroyer, I wouldn't put it past him to just be, like, kamikaze the shit out of that thing and just use the, like whatever the fuck TIE fighters yeah. are made of and just bash into it, you would think I'm over time sure, that would do something. I'm pretty sure the Enterprise could just take them all out. Just all very of them. easily. All really? Of them. Even if because they just rammed into the shields, like, it would do nothing. I don't think they could get close enough to do that. They would just... Spreads of torpedoes, phasers... Again, we're talking about... But they would run out of torpedoes. The genres of the two... Shows, right? Because, again, the weapons in Star Trek are, are more sophisticated in the sense that, like, they're not going to necessarily. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't want to go too deep into it. It's like trying to have a grand unified theory. Join the, the very small with the very large. Right. And the physics of both and how you intertwine right. them. We still haven't done it. I think doing this is, like, on the order of that level of difficulty, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how do you marry and quantum you physics really with cosmology? Either way. I think you can make a, you can make a convincing argument for either one. And that's what makes it such a fascinating debate. There's good arguments on both sides, on forever. is yes. what you're saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. So. Yeah. He continues. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. We'll go back to this yeah. email from Scott. Okay. Adam I still think the Star Matt. Destroyer <laughs> would be the... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Adam loves to interrupt Brad. <laughs> Brad is very patient. I am very patient. Yeah, true that. I mean, if you've listened to all this, you must be you really fucking patient. Fucking A. I sure as hell haven't. I have to live it. I don't need to listen to it. I've lived it. <laughs> Adam nice. played a very sad and lonely game on the bus to school. You know, and that's true. That's true. But I didn't consider it sad or lonely. Maybe well, slightly makes it lonely, all the more sad and lonely. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I see the truth to the statement. Mouth horn is my favorite instrument. I don't know why there isn't a Brad mouth horn intro to the podcast. Laziness. Well, now that Todd is out there floating around, we don't know what's going on with him. Maybe that that could be the new intro. We can I can do mouth horn intros for our various uh, genres of podcast we do. Our yeah, our various uh, product lines. People think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which it totally fucking isn't any more than it's a movie about life on Earth. <laughs> you went a little philosophical there. Yeah. Well, is it a movie about life on Earth? Well. Is it not because, like, in reality, things like that people don't, don't really live like that? Yeah. 
I would say. You don't launch yourself. You don't tie a fire hose around your waist and launch yourself off of the 40th floor of a building and survive, at least. You just don't. I don't think anybody's yeah. ever done that. So I agree. I guess by that rationale, it's not actually a movie about life on Earth. But if someone did do that, then you could make the case. There'd be a lot of we could probably discuss the gory details of the injury. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a yeah. great segue into his next point. Yeah. Listen, there's only 472 more points to get through. Because <laughs> he's you kicking have... the window with his bloody feet in yeah. that scene of Die Hard. You remember. Yeah. That yes. felt good. No. Yes, no. <laughs> yes, no. You have gone into great and gory detail over several high-profile celebrity injuries, plus some of your own. I have had to turn down the podcast during some of these because it was before 7 a.m., and there's only so much I can take. Yeah, I'm with him on that one. That's rough. We've had some. We've There's been some more injuries since we've recorded, but I don't know if we're going to get to them. Maybe not. We'll just have, you'll have to stay tuned to find out. Yeah. There's there aren't a... enough Arrested Development references in your podcast. What, you think we're chicken? You know what did have an Arrested Development reference recently? Arrested Development? Outside of that. Mm. Star Wars? Avengers Infinity War. Haven't seen it yet. I was just looking up showtimes. They're dwindling. You yeah, gotta they go are farther dwindling. and farther out. Well, there is an Arrested Development reference in it. That's amazing. I'm not Don't gonna spoil tell it. you what it is, but I will say I you will probably not catch it. I did not catch it. I saw the movie twice, but the second time I was watching it, you know, I'm sitting in the theater, the credits are going by. And I notice in the credits it says characters from Arrested Development appear courtesy of twentieth Century Fox. And then you had to look it up. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? That's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. A credit comes out of the blue like that? Exactly. So Scott continues. I'm just going to say that like I need hell. There ain't even enough Lebowski references in your podcast. I have resorted to filling in my own references by shouting at my iPhone. It's what you do on a commute around yeah. these here parts. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'll take the blame for that because I'm not quick on the Lebowski reference the way most people are. And the way, Adam, you're the king of that. You, yeah. You can fill it in so naturally i'm like not exactly a lightweight let me uh let me go google the lebowski script and start command effing to find things that might be relevant and, and then like, it just sounds stupid it's like got it okay i want my carpet <laughs> right exactly <laughs> it's like <sighs> nailed it nailed it brad nailed it once again So, all right, so he closes out here. <laughs> well, that about wraps her up. Made me laugh to beat the band. I was a little disappointed you didn't point out the joke of the cowboy laughing to beat the band. I mean, that's totally absurd, right? Thanks for a crazy 12 months. I got about six more eps to go before I'm caught up. Not sure what's going to happen after that. 
Yeah, you can enter a sad, dark place where there's not a constant stream of gutter balls to inject into your veins. I'm sorry about that. We're getting yeah. back in the saddle. We're, We're going to be recording on the Haas. I hope you're still out there listening. Hope so. We're back on the Haas. We're not going to fuck around like we were. Yep. We're going to be doing it now. For I'm getting all loaded up on ass juice, ready to just record. I'm injecting that shit straight into my veins and my ass. Just yes. comes out and it goes right back in. Now, I'm not sure what he meant about laughing to beat the band and a cowboy being absurd. Because the cowboy is so understated and reserved. You know, can you imagine him like laughing oh. so hard and so loudly? He's beating the band at the game of like making noise. Right. No, I think I get that's that. what he means. Okay. That's all. Like, can you imagine the, the, the cowboy ca- laughing hysterically? Yeah, I can't. So he'd, I get it yeah, now. He'd chuckle, right? Maybe a couple like dry, raspy, <laughs> and that's about it. Laughing to beat the band, though, you're hysterical. Yeah, right. Like you said, you're louder than the band with your laughing. You're beating them at their own game. Their own noise-making game. Yeah. And that is absurd. That's how I took it. Well, Scott, thank you so much for your note. This Wonderful. note made me laugh to beat the band. Oh, yes. Um, yep. And as Adam said, I just kind of pull this note out every so often and just reread it because yeah. it was great uh it was a great note. It's so great. happy you're listening. Yes. Keep listening when you can, when we release episodes. A lot of yes. thought went into that, though. Like, it wasn't just a, I don't right. know. There's a lot of detail, a lot of references, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. Meant a lot. It was awesome. That kind of shit makes us want to keep making episodes, to be quite honest. All right. For so, sure. mailbag. Next. Who's yeah, our next? next uh <laughs> mailbag from next mailbag let's see who do we let's got let's see who do we got this here? is from this is from biff is this our biff wait what do you mean he, you have he sent he sent us an email i don't have this really it it came in on the form it says hi bradham wait what do you mean it came in through the website yeah the website the fuck gutterballs.tv Anyone listening could drop us a line there. Gutterballs.tv. Click on the uh, contact link. He went to gutterballs.tv and clicked the contact thing and sent us a message that way? Yeah. Well, how else would he get in touch with us? It's not like I gave him my fucking cell number. I email him. Like, that's how we used to coordinate the voiceovers. Well, he wanted to, uh, I guess, contact both of us. Because it starts with, hi, Bradham. Again, he's clued into the Bradham thing. It's... It's weird. Something's off. Well, maybe it's not him. It's just someone pretending to be him. I don't know. What does it say? Because there's not really verification on this web form. What the fuck does it say? It says, hi, Bradham. I found Todd. (laughs) He is doing much better. No. I think he meant now. See, this is is off. I found Todd. He's doing much better. I'm just going to say now. I'm just going to say now, because I'm going to assume that's what he meant. I found Todd. He is doing much better now. No. Says he is ready to come back. We'll be on a plane back home tomorrow. We, we, we'll be? Is it a contraction? We'll be? On no, a, will like be. Z-key? I think he means like will be, as in he will be, but he's leaving out the he. 
It's an but understood. You know, like that terse kind of like telegraph style. I see. Stop. We'll be we'll be on plane back home tomorrow. Stop. Sounded gotcha. amenable to recording more intros for the podcast. Stop. All the best, Biff. Full stop. Well, he's wishing us all the best. That's nice. All the best. This is not in his voice, though. Well, we haven't heard from him in like five episodes. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. Count them. These are my concerns, dude. I mean, yeah, now I'm concerned. <laughs> Well, it's just, this doesn't sound on. like him. It doesn't. Something's off. Well, Biff. Hopefully, he'll send us another dispatched, dispatch, <laughs> dispatch. We send him a tape recorder for the dispatch. God so bless just, the United just send it to us. <laughs> Please. God bless Gutterball. <laughs> more, more pits and pawns. Oh. Fucking A. All right. So we got one more letter in the old mail pile. Who's this one from? Let's see. This is Scott from Ripley. Scott Ripley again. <laughs> hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. Oh, God. He said, OMG. He starts his notes with OMG. That's a tell. It's like, Yeah, it's his tell. It's his little catchphrase. OMG, That's- what must Brad think of Westworld? Literally a show about people abusing robots. And what does he think of Robots Revenge, Westworld V2? I, I'm curious about this myself. So? May I venture a guess what you think about Westworld? Yeah, venture your guess. And let's hear. the robot abuse therein. Yeah, let's hear. I'm going to say you don't give a shit because they just look like humans, so it doesn't matter. You're, you're exactly right. They yeah. are, well, it's not just that they look like humans, but they just look and completely act like humans and even think they're humans. Right. So it doesn't necessarily bother me. Like... Well, like some, Lieutenant some, Commander Data and Star Trek, he looks like a human, but he's not a human. He doesn't act like a human. He's a robot. Him getting abused bothers me. I see. But Westworld doesn't bother me for whatever reason. So if the robot's internal logic is such that they believe that they're human, that I mean, you're okay with it. Well, and that the damage they inflict is kind of hum- is human-like. I mean, I will say it does bother me in the sense that like watching anyone get screwed up and especially like with the people whose like minds get fucked up like the dad character and stuff like that really like can I can get kind of squeamish watching that but it's not necessarily that's not robot based per yeah. se right if that was happening to a human too I'd be pretty kind of like yeah I don't like that I think your robot issue is separate from that yes now, Robots Revenge Westworld V2, does that just mean season two? I assume it just means season two, I, yeah. I have. I've only seen the first 20 minutes, and it's like, oh, yeah. I was really excited for Westworld when the first season came out, and then I started watching it, and then I kept watching it, and I just watched it all. And now 20 minutes into the first episode of season two, I remember like, oh, yeah, I didn't really enjoy that. I just watched it for some reason. <laughs> Because there was yeah. nothing else to do, I guess. I mean, I liked season one. I mean, I liked I think it. I like the show in general better than I, you. I'm like one step ab- above yeah. in my like meter. Because yeah. 
season one, I, all on board, I'm like, yeah, I love this show. Season two, I'm kind of, I watched season two and I kind of felt season two like you did with season one. Like, I guess I'm just going to watch this because it's on and it's, it's okay, I think. I mean, it definitely had some great moments, some good plot lines and others that were like, I don't know what's going on at all. Yeah. And so, then if you like look around and you think about other things you could be doing at that time on that day or even yeah. ever, like if you're watching Westworld, it's like, oh, and it's like, hmm, what See, else could I, I be doing? I don't think I ever got to that point. Like that would be like the season three point, like where you got in season two. Maybe I'll get there at season. Three. I'm not. I don't even think I'm just thinking that now. I'm just saying, if I thought that yeah. while I was watching Westworld, and it's like, wait, isn't there something else I could be doing? I would probably be like, no, not really. Right. Because it's like probably 10 o'clock at night or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, what am I going to do? I could go to bed, I guess. I'm not recording gutter balls or romance planning mm -hmm. right now. So no. I'm just like biding time until it's an acceptable time to go to bed. So might as well. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it, dude. But even that, like even like having that as sort of the subconscious mindset going on there, even with that going on 20 minutes into season two, I was just like, no, there actually are better things I could be doing. And it is going to bed now. I'm actually going to go to bed earlier than I would have, because that seems better than watching this. Well, it, season two does feature a Scar's Guardian of the Galaxy. Well, so. maybe I have to revisit then. Gustav is in there. Okay. Okay. A lesser Scar's Guardian. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Like a demi Scar's Guardian. Right. Well, shit, we didn't get into any of the... I had so many things here. But I guess um, we'll save them for next time. Yeah, we'll revisit. We'll revisit. We'll keep uh, the audience. We'll let them know. You know, there's still stuff to talk about. So we're going to do another app. Yep. Definitely another app. And, uh, you know, we got more of that rotten sticks and scones business coming. Yep. So <laughs> look forward to that. Have a great time with that, everybody. <laughs> Oh, no, you it's gonna. I mean, we're coffees. we're improving on. We're, H, it's an iterative process. I think sticks and scones is gonna be the next. Scars, guardians of the galaxy. I hope. I hope it is. One can dream. A girl can dream. I made a test batch of scones, not for the scones. Like nobody ate them. I think I just ended up throwing them out, even though they were delicious. I don't really eat scones. I made a test batch of them just so I could get the process down. Good. So I could like, you know, like add it to my muscle memory so I can be like svelte and quick and nimble while we're recording. So just a heads up. Well, that'll, it'll just make the podcast that much more streamlined for the listener. And I do have another sports injury. I think we mentioned that. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, send us some... Uh, congratulatory praise mails and how do they do it tell them what to do where to go the aforementioned gutterballs.tv what do they do there well you can hit contact send us a note you could always uh, go to itunes leave us a review or a rating yep 
preferably three or four stars. Don't just do a generic five star, you know, and not a one star. Don't be a dick, you know, right? Or even two stars. That's kind of dickish too. Three stars is good. Four is really good. I don't know. I'm kind of like you know. Did you ever see these people? You know, you get like these customer. Uh, satisfaction survey things that they like ask you to take. Yeah, you got to just do five stars. You got to just do like, all yeah, the way. They're always like, if you could, you could please fill out this form. Tell, let the let AT and T know how I did today. Right. Just so you know, anything less than ten out of ten is a failure. Right. So, yeah. Why bother? <laughs> well, it's just like I get it. Like you want the ten. I mean, I get it. It's I get it all. Yeah, I, mean, I do. I do give too. Them a ten out of ten because I just generally feel bad for people. Like I just working in some customer retails customer service thing. Like, unless you are a complete dick or something, like I'm going to give you the ten out of ten. Yeah, but that implies perfection. Nothing's ever perfect, so I just don't fill it out. Right. I'm not going to like. I mean, it. if it was more scientific, I'd be like, "Well, you got a uh, eight point nine or a yeah. nine point three. Which is great. Anything above like a seven is like pretty right. awesome. Right. But no, so. it's just, it's all or nothing. I don't like it. And, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, please feel free to give us three or four stars. We don't have to get all fives. Like what? Come on. No, Take I it seriously. less than a five is failure. I don't. And even if it is like, you've got to fail. It's the only way you really learn. And that's the only way you get better. It's by yeah. failing sometimes. So even if you think a three or four star review is failure, then so be it. Then we failed. Let's use it, learn from it, move on and get better. Join the Facebook group. I don't, I still don't know how to do it. Just go to gutter, facebook.com slash gutter balls and then look around for the group, I guess, or search yeah, gutter, a, gutter, freaks. gutter freaks leak. There you go. Yeah, look for the gutter freaks face. Gutter, gutter freaks, freaks leak. <laughs> 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 uh, conditions deteriorating rapidly. Let's, yeah, we better wrap let's this, end the this. Fuck up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Brad. It's a great time as always. I didn't send you a photo of my little tars and I'll, I'll do that next time. All right. And you can... You know, think about that. And uh, for everybody else, have a great time, everybody. Yeah, yeah.